What is happening? I can show you anywhere that I want. Be surprised how many men secretly crave that. Until I devour them. What are you, a cannibal? She's a siren, Barry. A siren? A siren? That was you singing, not Sarah? Okay, you two are crazy. Oh, Barry, don't be so close-minded. Well, you expect me to believe you're a mythical singing mermaid? <laughs> I'm not that type of siren. <laughs> can I can I woman it to him? We're gonna go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you uh, enjoyed our, our uh, conversation about last week's episode of Creep Show, the last uh, Superaya and OK I'll Bite. Um, this one, um, you know, we're going to have more things that bite. I, I don't know. It's, it's Creep Show. Everything bites eventually, right? That's eventually. What, yeah. yeah <laughs> if you piss it off enough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, um, yeah, before we get into season three, episode four, uh, Stranger Sings and Meter Reader, um, we are in the middle of spooky season here. We're in the middle of October. Uh, Tara, I'm just going to ask you right off the bat here. Have you been watching any other spooky things? Uh, in the meantime, or just are you serious? I don't know what you mean. I, I am Mr. Spooky here. Dude. Oh, I thought I thought you'd be like, how dare you ask me this question unprepared? No, okay. I've, outside of a creep show, I've been trying to get some horror films in here and there. Uh, I always watch a lot of uh, murder mystery stuff and that. Uh, just recently went to the drive-in where they had a uh, a four movie feature that was uh, Child's Play, uh, then Friday the 13th. The, the remake of The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, yeah, I've been digging into some spooky stuff. Okay, good. Um, I, um, what was it? I, I've been catching up on Creepshow. Like, I, I know I admitted to you in the audience that I had actually not... I, I'd started watching season one, and, like, and, and I think we talked about this last week a little bit, that there's... Um, that I think there's like a little Debbie snack cake quality to creep show where it's like, this is great. But after a while, like I think I'm done with cosmic brownies for a minute. So I've been, I've been getting my way through it. And I feel like if I'm going to, if I'm going to eat junk food, it's, it's October, you know? And like, so I've been, I got through all season. I finished season one. I um, mean, these are all like, they're like six episodes. So it isn't like these seasons are very long. Yeah, It's not so daunting. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up uh, starting season two. And I got to the episode that you've been begging me to get to. It's the one, I forget the name of it now, but it takes place in Pittsburgh in like the 70s with the PBS station. Yes. That, that, uh, um, the, um, oh my God. Yeah. The uh, like late night of the dead or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And that is probably my favorite segment I've seen so far of the series. I know it, it, it like go, if you guys have not seen it, go watch it. Uh, the less you know, the better. It's, it's a lot of fun and it, it doesn't necessarily feel like creep show. But it it feels like it's a lot of fun, and I I enjoyed that segment all the way through. I thought that was a good time. 
Yeah, it's it's I I think it's one of the better episodes as well. Uh, t- uh, public television of the dead. There so, you go. And um, uh, the the segment before that, model kid is actually pretty decent too. Yeah, well, I have fun with it. Man, it. Just I think actually the guy I think the person who wrote that wrote our second segment tonight. Um, so I don't know. Like I'm beginning to have my <laughs> doubts about uh this person's storytelling ability <laughs> and some of the um I don't know some of the leaps in logic that I get it's all monsters but give me a little bit more to latch on to sometimes you know so anyway uh, but yeah I just recommend it. I know we've been talking about season three of creep show and I hope you're watching it with us alongside us and, and and don't be like me and don't like fall asleep on the rest of it however like I said most of the seasons are six six episodes season two is only five because they did a Christmas special um, that I will get to as well. And then there was that standalone animated special, which I've seen. So there's not a lot of creep show out there as of yet. Um, but yeah, if you guys want something like nice little short shots in the arm of uh, like spookiness, go go watch the rest of creep show. You can do worse. Yeah, for sure. And then if you if you've never seen the movies, catch up on those, except for the third one is hot garbage. So yeah, I um a friend of ours posted because he's been doing um, a lot of people do movie challenges for uh, October where they'll, they'll challenge themselves to watch a horror movie a day. And he picked anthologies, which is very appropriate for our show. So he's been covering, he's been watching a lot of stuff that I'm like, that sounds interesting, you know? So, but he ended up watching creep show three, which I haven't even, I, I watched the trailer and, and it's like, uh, Terry, you and I, with our phones that we have now, we could do a better creep show three in my office right now than what that was showing me. It would be it'd be very pedestrian things like the story of the oscillating fan or whatever, but we could do better, better stuff with it. I believe so, honestly. I, it's just one of those things that I hate to beat up on things, but this is it's just a really bad film through and through. No, there's no good stories. There's no there's nothing to take. I just away don't know how that. they got the title. I think there's they got the rights somehow. They got a rights title thing, and then they were able to slap something together, and it's. Who doesn't look great. So anyway, we're not going to cover Creep Show three on the show, you guys. Thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> Had right. me sweating. Yeah. <laughs> That's next week. No. Uh, no. no, no. <laughs> right. So now we're going to get into uh, uh, season three, episode four, Stranger Things, Meter Reader. Uh, let's get into the first segment here, uh, Stranger Things. Uh, Terry, um, yeah, tell us about all the people that are like in this. All right. So uh, our uh, cast starts off with the director of Al Al Axel. I think it's. Axel? Axel? Yeah, it's A-E-X-L-L-E. I, Carolyn? Know, I, I do apologize. It's a, it's a cool name. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Axel Carolyn? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, one other episode of the of the Creep Show, uh, and it was the segment uh, Dead and Breakfast. I, I like that story. Uh, yeah, I watched but, that one as well with Ali yeah, Order. It wasn't bad. It was, it, fun. It, was, it, was it was fun. The idea of them having a, um, a, haunt, like a, a haunted bread, bed and breakfast that supposedly may not have been haunted and have it an influence being like, meh, I don't know if I like this place or not. And watching the, like, I thought that was a fun escalation. Well, and you know, and I enjoyed that one a little bit further because, uh, I stayed at the, the B and B that was the house that, uh, Lizzie Borden, uh, the Lizzie Borden events happened. So it was like very connected tissue oh, of there. Course. That would so make sense. Like, yeah. But, um, other than that, uh, wrote and directed, uh, tales of Halloween, uh, at least some of the segments there mm-hmm. and then American horror story, a little bit of that as well. Yeah. And also like, uh, she's married to Neil Marshall. Mm. Um, the guy who did, uh, you know, um, uh, God damn it. Uh, Centurion, which is the one I was going to mention here, but he also did, uh, doomsday. Um, 
the the, the, oh, the okay the the cave movie that I the, what's what what is it now the the, the descent cre- the descent that's yeah. the movie I was yeah yeah he, Neil Marshall did that he also uh, did um oh what was it the 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 movie with the werewolves the, the this first thing he did um shit you, that, that's my brain falling apart right now are you uh, are you talking about the uh, dog soldiers yes yeah thank you Terry for saving me at every step of the way <laughs> um, and then and then he also directed I think he directed some episodes of Game uh, Game of Thrones so uh, yeah he actually did the, the the battle Blackwater Bay episode, if I remember right. Um, oh, but cool. like, see, look, look at that. I could get a drop of a hat, not the names of these movies, but, uh, uh, no, I love the descent and, um, and she, uh, she had a, a, a decent sized part in Centurion, which I don't know if you've seen that or not. I've never even heard of it. Uh, it is, um, it's the story of was it the Roman ninth Legion that they went North towards like, um, the upper United Kingdom area because the Roman empire, like on paper went that far. And okay. then like people, they just tell people like, Hey, you're, you're being ruled by the Romans now. And they're like, whatever, you know, but they, the, the picks uh, that they're, they're the P I C T S they, they were a group of people there that were causing problems for the Romans. So they're like, we're just going to send our heavily armored war machine up there, our ninth Legion and take out these peasants. And as history goes, the ninth Legion didn't come back. So this is the story of what happened. Like it's, it's a historical fiction based upon truth that the Romans went North it didn't come back. Um, and it's a cool movie. It has Michael Fassbender in it. Uh, it's just, it almost like halfway through, it almost becomes like um, like a Vietnam movie where he ends up losing his troops and ends up so far behind enemy lines. He's just trying to get back to a base, a Roman base, while the locals are starting to hunt him down. It's a cool movie. This it's, came out 11 years ago. I've it's never, a, it's a really I've cool never even heard of it. The only drawback I have with it is that it had that early CJ blood that they mm. started like, and I'm not... I understand it's like you, you do what you do for your costs. Right. But otherwise that movie, the movie's lights out and she has a, she's a hunter in that. And, um, I, I don't remember. She's the, there's one of the hunters that have their cunt, their, um, their tongue cut out. I don't know if, I don't remember if it's her or not, but she has a decent part in that. So, um, yeah, check out Centurion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, damn. All right. Well, I have some more homework. <laughs> God, thank you, Paul. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, here our writer is, uh, Jordana Arkin. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of cartoons, um, and she has a very like relevant well, career now cause she's like been a doing wide a portfolio. Lot. Yeah. Right. And then, um, she was it, one of the more recent things and it's actually a, a longstanding cartoon at this point is star versus the forces of evil. I don't know anything about this. And then some, uh, saved by the bell, the new class. So those are the most like predominant of her. Career. Yeah. Like said, a lot of cartoons, a lot of sitcoms. And then she also does a lot of video game scripting, meaning like, you know, a lot of games have their, their campaigns and their storylines. And then she's written Ghostbusters, right? She did Ghostbusters as well. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Cool. So I, and then into our cast, we go, it's a very small cast. So we'll get through this pretty quick. Um, Katie, I think it's Katie. Yeah. Uh, white, uh, plays Miranda, uh, eight episodes of Greenleaf. I, she has a very small. Like you get a lot of people starting off, and yeah. I just looked up what Greenleaf was because I, I didn't know what it was, and it, it it doesn't sound like something I'd be interested in, but I do like the idea for the show. It's um, a drama about a mega church, and it's like it's on Oprah's network. Okay, but it has this thing of like there is like you know there's a lot of drama and. 
behind the scenes things because it's so like, oh, it's a mega church. What do you mean people were dicks to each other? You know, mm. I thought it might have just been about weed. I don't know. <laughs> a Greenleaf. It's just it's a rival tea company to, yep. to Sweetleaf. You know? <laughs> yeah. A Tivana. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it also turns into like Breaking Bad, right? That's that's right. the uh, that's like, what I imagined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then uh, next here we have Suana Asulana El El I think Asulana. Uh, Suhaila El Atar. I think that's how you say her name. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible at names. I'm sorry. If, if for some reason any of these actors or actresses are listening, I'm sorry. Well, I think it's fair to welcome to the podcast. Like, yeah, I, like, but we, you know, we, we we're going to do our best to try. It. Yeah. We're not just going to be like, oh, I can't say that, like, because I feel like it's very dismissive because right. this is a person's name and identity. Yeah, you know, right. so. that's not my aim here. So, yeah. and then uh, she plays Sarah. Uh, she was in the I Tanya film, okay, and then uh, also in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, she has like a lot of TV and film, like small parts. So good on her. Like, I mean, you know, she looked very familiar. She to did. Me. Yeah, and I just I thought I, you know, and her her smile is very like amazing. And I'm just like I've seen her before. I I I mean I've seen Ant Man and the Wasp, and maybe now that I know it, like now that I know it's her, maybe I'll be able to pull her out of that movie. But I, you know, I would not have before this, you know, so. Right. So, um, and then uh, our last credit here is uh, Chris Mayers uh, plays Barry in this. Uh, six, uh, thirty-seven credits. I wasn't really familiar with any of them. I'm not sure if you could speak to no. any of them. He looked familiar to me, but then, like, I wrote my notes here. I uh, thought he looked familiar, but then I got him confused for every white guy ever. Like, he just looks like every default white guy, like every like default like uh like you know like um, background character white dude getting almost like a if, if Conan O'Brien had like a like like some distant cousins, this guy would be like he'd fit right in with like that kind of he's got like the same hair. Yeah, too. I, I thought he was a madman. I thought there's another character on Mad Men that looks very similar to him, hmm. and it's like oh, of course that's also a lot of like nondescript looking white guys sometimes. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought because also his comedy chops in this, which are quite good. I was like, I, I think I know this guy, and I did not know this guy. Yeah, so yeah, so that yeah, that wraps our cast there. So, yeah. so to get into the story here, though, um, we get Barry, and he is at a coffee shop. It's a bookstore slash coffee shop. We have some in the area here. That's, I wrote my notes somewhere in Lakewood, Ohio, because uh, I feel like this place felt very Lakewood. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, if, it's like the if, Phoenix, like, but like not like the Phoenix because it's, the Phoenix doesn't exist anymore. It, no, it just feels like every like um, like nice little. I don't know, like Point. little happening street, right? Where yeah. you got like, you know, oh, look a bookstore, or Trem- coffee shop, Tremont, you know? kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's in there and he's getting his coffee, and uh, as he looks past his shoulder, he sees that uh, Sarah's having some trouble balancing a heavy stack of books and trying to open the door while also not spilling her coffee all over the place. So he comes over. He, he's, you know, he he doesn't want to offend her. He asks if he can open a door for her. She says, please offend me, please, yeah, please, he, please yeah. open. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a bind here. So he opens up the door and they decide to walk together and they chit chat a little bit. They, did you, did you notice the title of one of the books? Like on the second watch through it, it was a big tip off and I think it's a lot of fun. The Odyssey. Yes. So yeah, that yeah was, so that comes that's a fun little, like, you know, that's a, that's a fun little nod. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that comes into play. Uh, so they're walking down the street, they making small talk. Uh, we find out that Barry is, uh, he's more recently gone through a divorce he's trying to hit the market again and barry's not good at flirting with women he's just you know he just doesn't know how to make he, he the doesn't moves. have game yeah um and like he, he he keeps defaulting to mentioning his ex-wife and like again i'll give credit to chris mayers like his his awkward like delivery here is wonderful and then also credit to 
um, uh, Suella El Atar, uh, she is really good at playing like, like, um, kind of like shy and curious. Like this, this is, this is like the romantic comedy, like meet cute thing. This is the vibe you're supposed to get of like, Oh, we're people like, you know, we're at different parts of our lives and maybe, maybe someone's going to walk in this day and open a door for me and whatever. Right. So, um, and this whole dialogue, like they have good chemistry and it's, it's not, it's not something I've seen so far in this series, you know, and I, I'm like this, this segment felt like, um, it felt like a breath of fresh air for, but we'll get to, at the end of this, but this didn't feel like necessarily a creep show. And that's not a bad thing. No, no. I, and I, I think yeah. this is a very like genuine interaction between the two of yeah. them. Uh, a lot of our interactions feel forced in other episodes and there's nothing that really like this one feels also like lighthearted. And everything yeah. seems to be drama oriented or we have children where I hate to say it, but they're, they're up and coming actors and that, and they just, they don't know how to play off of each other. Well, well that, and I think a lot of the tones and a lot of these stories are like men are shitheads and then they get what's coming to them. And I'm not saying Barry's a perfect guy. Cause clearly, you know, he's trying to get back out there and we don't know his alter, you know, his motives, but you kind of cheer for him. So this is kind of one of those moments of like, He's not a complete shithead. So like, and I get that, like, you know, some, like it's creep show victims are going to be regardless. Right. But there's a lot of just desserts in this. Right. Um, and, um, and you get the vibe, like Barry isn't like the typical, like shithead guy that's in these segments. That yeah, and they, they both look like they're in their mid thirties, probably yeah. pushing 40. Uh, you know, I can understand where Barry's coming from. He's very hesitant and you know, it, Sarah's an attractive girl. He wants to make sure that he makes a good impression here. And we come to find out that he's actually been not really like watching Sarah, but he's noticed Sarah in that same coffee shop before. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there is that like continuing like ah oh, maybe this might work and I don't want to make a move but then this the her trying to get the door open it's like that right moment for Barry to be like I gotta say something now I'm gonna help her out and maybe this is the opening of the door I yeah. need and then later on he's like and he calls he says her name and then he's like uh, and um and then that she's like she pauses for a second she's like what and he's like it's on your coffee cup yeah. and then they have that whole conversation yeah. about Sarah with an H uh, yeah. no not Sarah with an H <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, so that's nice, and then they 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 move along, right? Um, but so as they're walking, did, like there's a cutaway to a bird. Is that a CG bird? It looks very CG. Why do we need that? I don't know. Like I felt like we were watching. Well, what's that show on HBO with the the robots and everything? Oh, Westworld. Yeah, yeah. it felt felt I, very Westworld. It just felt to me. like that. What was we just covered that um that episode that the original series Twilight Zone where it was like they were um in the the doll town yeah. with everything fake. I'm like that squirrel that was stuffed falling down looked more real than that bird that we see here. I, I yeah. yeah right. I, I just don't understand why that that was the cutaway. We could have seen cars or people just. Bustling around the town, or <laughs> what was the had, bird for? We've had entire segments where they're like, "We don't have the money to show this. Let's just cut to a comic book panel." Well, you could have showed me a comic book bird. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it just what? like somebody just being like, "Tweet, tweet." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bird noise, bird <laughs> noise. You know, <laughs> voice work is great in this yeah. episode. Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> caw caw. Uh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would have, I would have loved that, honestly. But um, so yeah, we're we're on, I guess, the block that she lives on because they stop in front of this place, and uh, Sarah says, you know, hey, if you want to come inside, I got this bottle of wine here, and it'd be nice to spend time with somebody. And he's like, he's still socially awkward. He's still like very awkward in how he's supposed to play this moment. And he's like, I um, yeah, I got things. He's still going trying on. to be like, he's like. He, 
he there's no the, suaveness. He I just, know, but he's still trying to be like like. I don't think he's. I don't think he's trying to take advantage of. But right. I think, you know. But also, it's like he doesn't know. He, you know, he said he was married for what, like nine years or something. So like he's like, you know, the game has changed in right. terms of like, you know, he's in a different spot in his life, whatever. Like, but so um, I do want to mention here though. At one point, she says because. Uh, She's like, yeah, I've not been, you know, dating either or whatever. And then she said, well, my one friend told me if I don't get back out there, I will snap from loneliness and will start killing men or whatever. It's like, and then he's like, I, he says something like glib after that, but it's like, it's like, oh, well, that's hind- some hindsight there, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, so he, he, he declines like, you know, the invite. Uh, and then the moment she goes into the, the house, he starts to walk away. And then you see the silhouette of her and she starts singing. And like he like it does the thing where it's like not only does he snap to and turn around, it's like his body's it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like he's on a dolly and just like turns, you know, it's and like, then his eyes roll back too. Yeah, that's the most telling thing here. This this will come. Yeah, come so again here. So whatever she's singing, he's he's under her spell. Right. And then the moment that stops, uh, he's like, your voice is amazing. And then he's like, and she's like, um, it's just something about like, oh, I still have that wine. He's like, I'll be right there. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, like. Go for it. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. At this whatever. point now, yeah. it's like she's yeah. offering again. It wasn't just like uh, I feel awkward and maybe I should invite him in. Yeah. No, she wants him to come inside. Yeah. So he, he, you know, Barry jumps on it. So he comes inside and uh, Sarah opens up the bottle. They're well, sitting- there's there, all the artwork. There is all this Greek artwork. Yeah, this it's, it's yeah. a really cool looking. It's a cool looking living room. Yeah, yeah there's and- a there's a lot of Greek. Like uh, statues, paintings, stuff. A very like, distinct knife that we see. Um, like the way the draperies are. Like it's a it's a cool looking living room. The set yeah. dressing is really yeah. cool. Actually, I enjoyed that a lot about yeah. this episode. Yeah. So well. just to point that out, and he's like, "Oh, you got like you got interesting art taste." She's like, "Yeah, I like weird things." I'm like, "All right, fair enough." You know. Um, yeah. It's like, "Have you seen my Subaraya?" It's like, "No, I've not seen it." Thank you. I don't want that. Uh, so, <laughs> um, do you have a picture of a guy that's going to stare at me later that looks like he's uh, from like the Potato Famine? Can you bring me that painting? That, that was the one that we saw. You know, the <laughs> the, the, the oil painting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, can, can you bring in? I think it's an ancestor of mine. We have the same face. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so no, so yeah, they sits down, they're talking about her singing. She opens the bottle of wine and, and it gets spilled all over her dress and his pants. But that was, a, I hate to have, have to say this. So she didn't have a dress on there that looked like it would have been a concern because it seems like they're drinking a Chardonnay. It doesn't look like it's going to stain anything, but what, good for, on you. It sounds like you've spilled a lot of drinks in your life. I appreciate your expertise. There. I like to party, <laughs> but no, it's like all right. It's but true. I, when we first met, I was like, I don't know about this guy. And then you sang, and then my eyes rolled back in my head, and then we hung out for a while. And you're like, Do cool. you want a podcast? Yeah, I was. Because yeah. you're like, that was my goal the entire time, you know. And so. look how many followers we have. <laughs> uh, all right, yes. um, but yeah, so it's like it. it he they both kind of like are thrown off by the the wine spilling and uh sarah wants to go and clean it up because it's her favorite dress and makes sense so he, she goes off and then uh barry's like i kind of like these pants too i is it okay if i use your bathroom to clean up and there's no reply he's like eh, whatever so he goes off and finds a bathroom and of course he's he's got this uh little talk to himself like putting himself down. It's like, ah, oh, smooth move, you know? Like, well, like he takes like the towel, like it's in there and like, and, and tries to get some of the, the liquid off his pants. And then when he pulls it up, it's stained as well. And he was like, oh, 
this is why your wife left you. And I'm like, is, is that why? All the stained like, towels? Yeah, I was like, really? It's like you just she would spill wine on you and then you'd mess up their towel. Like, that's a really confusing relationship. But um, <laughs> but you know, like I don't I don't know if we needed that another self-defeating beat there, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that he realizes he's like made a mistake in the sense of like the staining this towel. So he goes to put it like lower in the laundry basket. Like he goes for that move of like, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Here's yeah. the most unbelievable part. Yeah. This house looks immaculate. Yeah. It's from head to toe. It looks super clean. I mean, I've never seen a house like this. That laundry is wild. Yeah. Wild. I can't believe how much laundry they just let pile up in there in the, the bathroom. But you know it. It. But the thing that is a, like a cue here is we see what looks to be a men's flannel, and that's the covered in a similar stain to the wine, but it's not wine; it's blood. Right. Yeah. And then he looks uh, upon further investigation down at the the base of where the shower is, and there's a few droplets of what appears to be blood as well. So when he pulls open the shower curtain, there is a jacked up dead body in there. Like the face is just mauled. Flesh is removed from it. You can see some of the skeletal parts of it. It, yeah, it doesn't look good. No, Barry probably should get the hell out of there. And, yeah, he makes the right decision of like I'm going to beat feet and go. You know, like um, and then when, then that's when Sarah comes back out wearing like this, you know, this like like a flowing dress, like robe type of thing. Very again, like Greek looking. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then. Uh, and she's like, oh, she says something. He's like, yeah, there's a dead guy out there. She's like, oh, I was hoping we get past to get a drink in before we got to that point. I'm like, okay, well, now we know that she's aware, which we should like, we know now that she knows something's going on, but th- she's being very open about like, oh, wish she hadn't seen that yet. And like, she's playful about it too. Yeah. It, it, she's, it, I, I do like, yeah, her line delivery here and the way she carries herself is awesome. Yeah. She's yeah. got a big grin on her face. Oh, oh you know, whatever. Yeah. And as um, Barry pulls out his cell phone to try to maybe call the police, all of a sudden comes in uh, Miranda and she grabs the phone out of his hand. It's like, oh, you know, don't do that. You don't want it. We don't want any more trouble here. And he has no idea what's going on. He thinks they're psychos at this point and rightfully so yeah. dead body. <laughs> Please. And so he tries to get past him. And then all of a sudden, the music cue uh, comes in again. This uh, this almost the, the, operatic singing. Yeah. And uh, his eyes roll back again. And he turns around. And Miranda gives him the the info. Like, hey, we, we, we picked you out. You're met here for a reason. All you have to do is help us out. Well, because first, like... He's confused. It turns out Miranda's the one that's actually singing. And, and so we find out that part of the trap was is that Sarah made it look like she was because he didn't know about Miranda because that was part of the trap. Right. right. So then so then at that point, he's like, oh, um, like he's like, you know, he's like, so that's why he's like, you're a siren. He's like, you know, like a mermaid. And she's like, not exactly a mermaid. And that's when we get the bit of Sarah being like, can I woman play it to him? And I was like, that was a great line. I loved all that. And then we get that flashback. Uh, well, sorry. There's a comic a, book. Yeah. yeah and that, in this case versus skeletons of the closet, this works better for me because it's like, you don't have the money to go back in time and show the siren at work. And this is more, um, kind of like folklore or, or legend making. Right. I'm fine with this as a transition. It works perfectly for this. So yeah. as Sarah's explaining all the backstory to what Miranda is as a, uh, uh, what do we call it again? Siren. A siren. I'm sorry. I was going to say Cersei. I'm like, no, that's not right. Um, 
but uh, as a siren, which and, in this case she's more um, like bat or bird like than mermaid, right? Or uh, like a Zek. I forget the r- real title of these creatures, but either way, um, and it shows the the creature killing men, pulling men in with the song, and then just ama- like just totally weighing waste to uh, yeah. these people, eating their flesh too. Yeah, and so. But Miranda, and we get back to reality, where they're standing, and Miranda says, I I want you to kill me. Like, I want to die or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, what the hell? Just jump out the window. He's, she's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I want to be mortal. I want you to take my voice box, and I want you to implant it into Sarah. Sarah wants this. Yeah. So give it to her. I want to give her the gift, and then she can do whatever she wants with it. I just want to be immortal, and that's it. And Barry's like, I'm not that kind of doctor. Yeah, he admits that he's um, OBGYN. Yeah, because he's like, I'm familiar with another part of your body than like, but it was the way they got around. There's a funny bit where at one point Sarah's like, I trust you more with my voice box. (laughs) That was a funny line. But but there's also a bit too in here where after he finds out what's going on, he goes to try to leave again and you hear the music, right? And then whenever we as the audience and him snap too, he's holding a knife in front of his face, right in front of his eye. And he's like, he drops. He's like, what is going on? They're like, yeah, I could make you plunge that dagger into your head. It's like, that's, that's a really effective, like that's a, and they kind of come back to that once or twice to show that like, he is not in control here. And also like, there's, there's more going on. I thought that was very effective, but yeah, the whole notion is they need it. They need a doctor of some sort to perform, you know, perform this. Um, and he, uh, also is playing along for a minute because he doesn't know how else to get out of this, right? Right. So we have the whole thing of where we find out that the reason that Sarah is also there to help out is because when Miranda is under, uh, Sarah's going to be awake. So that way, Barry can't have any shenanigans. Kind of, yeah, yeah being then, like kind then, of a guard. And then the other way around, right? So when the other way, yeah. So so that's what the, but, and so then at this point, um, when we get to him actually having the scalpel getting ready, that's when he tries to attack one more time and doesn't go well. You know, we, we, we see him trying to fight back, but we know as the audience that he's not going to be able to do this, you know? And even before he puts, uh, Miranda under, he tries to make an attempt at killing her. Yeah. So he slashes towards Miranda because he knows yeah. that Miranda is the actual real problem here. Like if he can get past Miranda, maybe he can get past Sarah. So he well, tries to kill Miranda. Yeah, Sarah's the human, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you're right. Um, and that's when we get her and then we get uh, the, we get the, um, she, she, uh, she reveals what her yeah. true form is. And it, I mean, it's, it, it's cool enough. I mean, again, like I'm not completely sold on some of the makeup this, this season, but um, it's a demonistic creature with wings and it, it, it works. It's it, effective. Yeah, I, I think, I think that one of the, the things for creep shows, like we need to have a monster to show, we need a, we need an effect, right? right? Cause we need to be different than like, and I, and I think if that's the way you leave your mark, that's completely cool. Um, I will rewind this back just a smidge while watching season one and now in the season two, um, I don't know if it was like COVID things that happened where it's like limited casts and things too, or Shudder is like, hey, because I think Shudder is also coned by AMC where they're like, listen, yeah. this is effective. However, I feel like these budgets are smaller. Like, it it it's like, really it, feels a lot smaller. There was a, uh, a segment in season two with Dana Gould going to a weight loss clinic 
where there was this eel that could like suck the fat out of people, whatever. Yeah, like and a ta- like the like, tapeworm type male. of thing. Yeah, and then but when that whole thing like goes wrong for everybody around, there's so much gore and violence that I'm like. That that set piece in that that segment is great, and it's like, and I'm not saying that we haven't had fun here. It's just like, especially in the next segment, I feel like there's like weird, like shortcutting a budget, and it's like I understand um, that, and we've talked about this before, and we talked about this in regards to the Twilight Zone, that you have a certain amount of money, and you can't always. You know, everybody achieve everything. Yeah, you people want. like it's like I'm making this. It's like you get a blank check. We know that's not realistic, right? However, with that being said. I think that the money that was used here was used okay. And I think that the monster design in this is perfectly fine. Uh, Cause I think the segment overall, I mean, we'll get to the resolution of how things kind of wrap up. I'm like, that's how things kind of die. I was confused by that. But um, this, this showed that at least cause you only have three people and you have a house. So this felt a little better in terms of since you're not paying as many people or you have pretty much just one location, you can spend the money elsewhere. And I think that works better here. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe the monster design here isn't perfect, but I did like it better than the Subaraya, And I did like it better than the, the monster and familiar. Right. You know, but I also appreciate the efforts. Give me practical effects. It, like it was, nine times out of 10, give me practical. It was a more cohesive design for the character, especially yeah. since there's wings involved as well. Mm-hmm. And that's very difficult to achieve sometimes. And these are, these are, wings that are actually honored they're not computerized or anything yeah like no that. It's, it, it's a full it's a full thing i'm sure she had to be in a chair for hours to get this working you know and, you know and again that's why i said it, it's very effective and yeah. you know you, you don't know what's going on like the shots are great for how it's achieved too like yeah her height is even like ma- like multiplied above him like it, she looks very menacing. And, and I and I buy this because she is a mythical creature. So there's not like this isn't the same thing as like uh Queen Bee, where the, the body mass thing where it's metabolism that gets weird. I for whatever reason it's like, oh, she's a she's a Greek myth. So of course she's gonna be a shapeshifter. Like I can I don't know. I'm I can buy this. I don't I didn't question you know what I mean? Like it just it worked for me. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was perfectly okay. I, I and yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, so, so yeah. uh upon all of this, yeah. uh Barry's like Okay, I'll do what I got to do, you know, like, no problem. So that's when we actually get to the slicing and dicing here. So um, Barry does the the whole procedure, and he get he gets it done, and both of them have their new voice boxes. Well, don't we also learn, too, but while before he goes to uh, deal with uh, Miranda, I think we find out Sarah's statement about why she wants to be a siren, because I think we find out about that before the, the surgery is complete. Because she's like, have you ever been ghosted? Have you ever been forgotten about? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, cause yeah. We, we, that is a, that's an important beat for yeah, Sarah. Um, it's a very, because it's like, um, she wants this because she's always been like, oh, have you ever been told, like, you'd be cute if you lost a few pounds? It's like, she has been, like, looked over. Um, and the girl like, in the background and, and kind she's, of thing. She's just done with it. She wants, she sees what the power of the siren is, is that she can call men to her and she can have whatever she wants and then just destroy them. And it's like, um, this also gives us a better motivation for some characters that we don't always get in the series. Right. Like, I'm not saying I agree with her, her means to an end, but she becomes like sympathetic. Right. But, but it's also telling that how, um, 
like surface level, Sarah is kind of because she belittles oh, yeah, Barry she, yeah, too. Yeah, she starts so like, it's kicking like, the shit off him. Like, yeah, character wise, as soon as the, the the cards you know are on the table, she's like, "Oh, he was so easy. He's a look at him. Look at him. Like why divorcee? <laughs> huh? <laughs> any any chick could have brought this guy. Like uh, it's really yeah. like as she uh, alludes to being torn down by so many people, she tears Barry apart so quickly too. It's yeah. like, huh? All right. Whatever. So yeah. Barry Barry lost interest pretty quick there too. <laughs> yeah. So so my biggest problem with this episode isn't um isn't the siren song, isn't the fact that sirens exist. It's that uh once they complete the surgery, um, and you know, and as he's like, Oh, you may not want to talk, it's like, yes, your throats were cut open and your voice boxes were switched out. Um, I don't think that's something like I've had my wisdom teeth pulled out. It took me a bit to wake up from that. And I, and my recovery was a few days. I don't think I'd be like, Hey, thanks for the new voice box with like, without scars. You just got like a little bit of blood on like the bandage. I'm like, that's, that's where I lose. That's like, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I thought that was like, all right, that's some, he's a better surgeon than he knows, you know? Yeah. So in a small bit of recovery here that Miranda has, she tries to do the siren song yeah. and it sounds like crap. It just, it, she can't do it. And she's like, wow, I sound terrible. And is speaking clearly with no hoarsening yeah. or whatever. Like she's fine. <laughs> she is fine. I'm like, like she's suddenly sounding like the bird, like caw, caw, like, oh no, like a uh, <laughs> cough, yeah, cough, um, cough. Um, but I like how she's like excited. She's like, I sound horrible. Thank you. Like, I thought that was, I thought that was funny. And Sarah, you know, of course her procedure is done as well. And she all of a sudden starts doing the song. She does the siren song, no problem. And uh, you know, Barry's eyes start rolling back into his head. And she's like, okay, it's on. All I'm, here, all I'm waiting for is that. Yeah, you hear like, yeah, you have the 70s porno music because like she is totally leading him into the other room. Like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's on. And she starts ripping off, like ripping open Barry's shirt, throws him to the bed. And in, it looks like she's like kissing his neck, but when she comes back, she's actually like she's got you like the, yeah. the facial features of the siren yeah. creature. Reminded and me she's of that actually, film. What was it? My Demon Lover from the eighties. Do you remember that? I have not seen that. No. <laughs> okay, it reminded me of from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> That's fair. That's valid. Yeah. So she because she's she's actually been biting into his neck, but because yeah. he's still hearing the song, his eyes are rolled back. He's not feeling any pain, but there's a clear wound on his neck at this but, point but before she even does that like miranda's like oh you always remember your first and she doesn't seem so thrilled about it mm. so that as that's going on that all of a sudden we get miranda coming in with this knife that we'd seen earlier chekhov's knife uh and then she just stabs um sarah in the back uh and then sarah is like you know turn around like half siren like what are you like basically like you know what's going on and then um miranda stabs her in the like the heart to kill her and then that's the part i'm also confused by because sarah then uh, drops to the ground, shatters like a vase with a skeleton inside. I don't understand that whatsoever, but whatever. Very clean skeleton. Yeah, too. Very, yeah, right? Like, I don't know how that, whatever. I mean, again, I, I guess, I mean, you know, myth, mythological creatures are just like just plastic that falls apart. I don't know. But so then at that point, we find out that Miranda the entire time was setting up Sarah to to, to take the voice because she, again, she wants to be mortal, but she didn't think... Like she felt that um, Sarah was going to be like, she's, she's not viewing this gift. Like it's a curse, but she's going to take this the wrong way. And I can't have anybody else 
be murdered. She's like, I'm done being like this man eater, you know, type of thing. And it's like, okay, cool. And then her and Barry kind of have another, they, they have a little bit of um, like a meat cute and they might be going out. Like, and that's kind of the end of your segment. It's like, yeah, and she's yeah. like, ah, I'm thinking about becoming a vegetarian. And he's like, ah, you know what? I know this vegan place right around the corner. She's like, really? Cool. Let's go eat something. And then that's the end of the story. Yeah, he's like, she's like, it's a date. And he's like, what? And because at one point he's like, you said that you were going to like, you know, like let me live or whatever, like, or something about like whole thing about, she's like, I was thinking about like not killing you. And he's like, yeah, there's a thinking part or whatever he said. Yeah. And she's like, well, you did help me. So I guess I'll let you live. And we should hang out and date. And then he, and then he, she's like, I hope, how do you feel about dating an older woman? He's like, well, how old? Like, at this, like, she's like, I stopped counting after 500. And, yeah. So, you know, a, a weirdly lighthearted ending to a creep show segment. Um, I, I enjoyed the segment a great deal. I thought it was a lot of fun. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it was, it was fun. It, okay. it was, it, I'm glad that it was something different, something we haven't really seen. I mean, there was more monsters again, but it, it was lighthearted enough. It, it just felt very, I don't know. It felt very kind of generic to me. Okay. I feel like that um, creep shows better than this, especially once we've seen the first and second season. This is, I don't know. We'll, we'll, you that's know. fair. So um, uh, let's just uh, rate that twist and then we'll move on to meter reader. Um, that he was being you know, brought in to be trapped and uh, killed by sirens. Like, cause you, you know, you kind of get that right. Like whatever I did, I saw that kind of coming, right. Cause it's creep show. But the fact that they were bringing him in had a bigger purpose. And then the, like this whole, like we need to do an operation because I'm tired of living. I didn't really see that coming. So in terms of a twist rating from one to five, one being, you know, though we all saw it coming and five being, Oh, that was, I had no expectation. I'm going to give that a four. Cause this, this segment, like it, it went a couple of different directions that I wasn't expecting from the story and from a creep show segment. I'm going to give it a five. I was, uh, okay. I was very surprised by the outcome of this and, uh, I didn't expect Barry to live. So uh, there we go. Good on you, Barry. You still yeah. got a date out of it, too. So good. Congratulations. Just don't talk about your ex-wife. Yeah. All right. So for um, God's sake. Seriously. Stop it, dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this feels like it may, it may have also it probably would have fit fit in something like Tales from the Dark Side, like the TV series, like really lower budget or even like, I don't know, like an episode of Monsters. Yeah. Like that would have felt maybe, like Monsters yeah. to me. Yeah. So but all right, let's just get into uh, the second uh, segment here. It is a uh, meter reader. I wish you would watch what you say in front of your brother. Why? Shouldn't he know the truth? What truth, Teresa? That daddy might not be coming home. Maybe you forgot your father has immunity. I didn't forget. Immunity needs to be reevaluated every 72 hours. He could be dead, mother. Or worse, what if he's turned? Stop saying that! It's been three days. If he's not back by 7 o'clock, you know we can't let him in. All right, so what's our cast and crew with us? All right, so director on this is Joe Lynch. Uh, we have talked about him in the last episode, so I I don't know how much well, more. Yeah, we talked about him with um, uh, familiar, familiar and uh, skeletons in the closet. Yeah, yeah. so so mm. if you uh, care to Joe uh, talk about or talk about go into Joe's uh, filmography in that uh, yeah. listen to the last episode. And then our writer is uh, Joe Esposito. Uh, no, John Esposito. Oh, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Joe, John, all, oh, yeah. all the J's. Um, John Esposito. Uh, we had just recently talked about him in the last episode as well. So, I, I, you know, if again, 
go listen to last episode, please. Well, I mean, he, they they did they did familiar and skeletons in the closet. Well, familiar wasn't written by Joe, uh, John Esposito, but I think he wrote skeletons in the closet, and I think he wrote that segment you're talking about, uh, model uh, model boy or whatever it was, the one that was the first half of that episode with um, model kid, model kid. I think he wrote that as well. So so yeah, I, I, I'll bring that up for a reason. So all right. So anyway, let's get into who's who here. All right, so our cast is, uh, it starts with uh, Jonathan uh, Sage. Sage? I don't know. Yeah, he plays Dalton. Um, He was in That Thing You Do, the Tom Hanks film, uh, musical. With the Oneaters, yes. Yeah, Yeah. and then uh, he he was in some episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Playing Jonah Hex. And when you see this guy, you're like, I could see him playing Jonah Hex. I've seen this dude before, but I've never seen either one of those. He's a very familiar guy. But I I watched the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. It's like... It isn't like I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And there's a lot of that CW um, DC stuff that I like a great deal. It's just um, it felt like trying to drink from a fire hose because every time you turn around, it's like, oh, the, everything's five episodes a week or whatever. It's like you just like just it just I felt like the kid in UHF that was trying to take a drink from the fire hose. <laughs> I was a little Timmy. I found the marble and the oatmeal and I was like, boom, you know, so I kind of. <laughs> I kind of fell away from it, not because I didn't like it all. It's just it, it became it such, like a lot. Yeah, there's a huge saturation um, it, of it, like yeah. comic book stuff. So, but, but also with the CW stuff, a lot of it was interconnected, and it was nice to watch them week to week because there's a lot of parallels. And uh, Legends of Tomorrow, it took itself very seriously in the first season, which I liked. But I everything I've read about it since then, they're just like let's just make this like out over the top, like ridiculous kind of like comedy. Let's just have fun. And it's like, that sounds like they actually, there's an episode this season where they have to bowl to save the universe. Like I am down for this kind of ridiculousness, but they go through time. That's what the whole thing, right? They just kind of go back and forth through time. So they get Jonah Hex, uh, John Constantine was on the show for a number of seasons. Yeah. Like they, it sounds like a lot of fun, you know? So, but yeah, anyway, what, what else I have here for him is, uh, he was in some Ray Donovan on Showtime, which I've not seen. And also in, unfortunately, uh, I've not seen this, but I don't want to see it. Roadhouse two last call. Uh, he was in a few sequels to films that shouldn't have had sequels. So <laughs> I didn't even want to write them down. I was pissed off when I saw him. I was like, Oh, come on, don't do that. Anyways. Uh, and then, uh, and Je- what did I'm saying here? Uh, our next uh, credit here is uh, Amberly. And uh, what? How do you pronounce this name? Uh, which? Am- which? Am- name? Abigail. 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 Ed Dolan. Yeah, Dolan. Dolan. Yeah, yeah Abigail Dolan. Uh, Teresa. Yeah. Uh, she plays Teresa. Uh, six credits. I'm not really familiar with anything she's done yet, but she's she, a very young actress. She looked kind of familiar, and I don't know why that was. Like I don't know, but yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, very young. Uh, up, you know, whatever. Yeah, Again, she's a very young actress, you know. and but yeah, she she you know she's got stuff coming. Um, and then uh, w- w- how in the hell would you pronounce this name? I I Cynthia Cynthia Cynthia. Wow, that's not how I would expect this. What Cynthia C Y N T H I A? Is that how it's? That's how it's spelled. Is that spelled? Okay. Unless you I don't know any Cynthias. Yeah, S I N Thea. I know. Cynthia Evans is Maria. Uh, bunch of shows yeah a lot of tv work star girl uh, talking about cw stuff that's all they got for her yeah sleepy hollow so and then uh next here we have uh boston pierce i can read that uh plays michael um he's the son in this episode Uh, and and seven credits uh like star girl and also in doom patrol oh nice and then um samantha 
Worthen. 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 Yeah. Uh, plays Mrs. Jones. 44 credits. Bunch of TV work. I'm not familiar with any of it. She's in a show. It was called Banshee. I think she's only in for an episode or two. It was the one. Uh, it, oh, it was on one of the, the Mother cable Mother CW services. show or something? No. it's it's It was one of the cable series that had... um. Uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who plays Homelander and um, the boys now. He was the lead in that. And I've heard nothing but great things. It's like kind of like, um, it's not quite like justified, but it's kind of like one of those like, you know, uh, cr- crime shows that's like set like, you know, kind of like in out, out in the middle of nowhere type okay. of thing. And it's supposed to be really, really good. I'm probably mischaracterizing it, but it sounds like a cool show. And then I also have her, she was at something called Swamp Murderers, which I, or well, Swamp Murders. I think it was like a, one of those um, like discovery uh, crime shows or whatever. But it's like, I just want to believe the show called Swamp Murders. And then like man thing shows up. Yeah, <laughs> just, but every week it's just like, oh, everybody, we're going out here on our swamp boat. It's like, oh no, it's time for the murders. Or it's just like, I don't know. I, I just want every week to be an anthology of different different people going out the swamp for different reasons and then murder happens. And then everybody <laughs> speaks Creo. Creo, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then next here, and my last credit, I don't know if you have any others here, but uh, Matt Scholar, um, he plays the... in the, I, yeah, I, the it's garbage like, truck. It's yeah, incinerator, it's like a garbage truck. Incinerator worker. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then 21 credits, uh, nothing really that I knew of his... One episode of SVU, so I wanted to give you that because I know you love the Law and Orders. I do. Um, but what else I have here is uh, Omer Magal as podcast number one. One episode of Watchmen, uh, Law TV work. Uh, Hannah uh, Aslan um, as Lesson as podcaster number two. She was in Loki. Uh, again, all bit parts for the both of them. And then John Crow as news, news anchor. Uh, currently filming an episode of a series called Florida Man. Which sound I don't know what it is, but I'm down. I I I, I also want <laughs> Lots that to of be bath salt. I just yeah yeah I just I I know like I just kind of now want a um I kind of want a superhero character named Florida Man that just has the power of like meth and gators. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just drive around in, like a monster truck or a swamp boat, and like they they fight crime. Just by accident. Yeah, that's 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 the show. They just I want. happen to show up at like, like a, they go and they stop a bank robber. Everyone's like, "You did a good job." He's like, "I don't know. I'm on bath salts." They, they're at a Win Dixie, like, yeah. and then something shows shows up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's trying to get like tacos someplace, and somebody comes over and tries to rob. And he's like, "Not with my Gator cannon or whatever." Like I need, <laughs> like that's what I want. You know, just I, it's that's. <laughs> This sounds like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, villain (laughs) or something. He got got bit by a Florida man, too. That's what we're going to find out. That was like a where Florida man that bit Florida man. Where Florida man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) 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 All right. So, yeah, curious into this. Um, Yeah, we'll get into this. Uh, Meter reader. Yeah. All right. So it it goes in a few different directions here. But the, the way this opens up is a there is a garbage truck going around a city and it is picking up heads well bef- but even before that though we get like every orange skyline ever and we get the motorcycle and the the dark stranger on the motorcycle with his helmet and the bandana driving around and it's like it's like and you get the guitar you know like it's just you know whatever it's like it's it's like oh, this cinematic. Is it's it's very like cinematic. oh, what are we? What are we getting like Ghost Rider? Like you know, like it's just like okay, maybe something's going on here. This is kind of neat, you know, like because the whole sky's orange because that's the way they're shooting this, and it's like maybe we're getting like this post-apocalyptic, which we kind of no, are. the comet. Yeah, exactly. That's a good call. Um, and like and so, then at that point, because uh, we get like him doing his thing, and then we, that's when we find uh, 
uh, we find the incinerator, like the garbage truck, which has on the side, it says Department of Meter Readers on the side of this truck. And we get um, the guy coming out. It's like out atomic. Saying, like, it, there's a symbol. It's it, like yeah, it, it looks like a heli- It looks like, um, like an it's atom got the crucifix. With, with a cross in it. It's like, it's not a bad looking logo. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, especially a post apocalyptic kind of idea, which we're kind of getting here yeah. in the garbage truck. It's a garbage truck. It's a garbage truck. It's a garbage truck. And it's black, and it's got this white logo on it. Driven by Florida men. No, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the guy keeps uh, like, bring out your heads. You know, bring dr- out your heads. Operated by a guy with a mask around his chin. Just wanted to well, put that out I, there. Yeah, the, the, you talk about this segment trying to go in a couple of different directions. Yeah, like you mm. can tell that they're trying to uh, make, you're, they're trying to draw parallels with the pandemic. Uh, and also like this like big thing that hit the world, like this like explosion of whatever, the, like this demonic disease or whatever it is. Spoilers. Um, yeah, I just I don't think I've seen something really heavy handed like this in a while. Like even Romero. This, like, you're saying this is heavy handed? You know, like Romero would even be like, I don't know, guys. I think we need to back off a smidge. I <laughs> made, and like I made that. the crazies <laughs> yeah. chill. Yeah, I had I had all these people acting weird and a lady with a broom just walking behind people. Like, and I, like just to show them that people were just being weird, you know? Do you remember that part of that movie? Where <laughs> yeah, the first it's around? a lot of weird shit going on like, in that it's movie. It's like, I don't know. I'm going to attack people. It's like, well, I'm going to sweep this field. Like, okay. I mean, I can't, technically that is an odd thing to do <laughs> <You know>? mm. <laughs> um, i'm gonna count to infinity well you can go ahead and do that uh, but anyway so yeah we've like he says bring out your heads which is obviously a play on bring out your dead which right. is like makes you know whatever anyway so heads come out and these trash cans and people i like how they're rolling up like they're recycling uh, like bins but it's just full of heads yeah um and like they're all those people wearing masks i don't blame them because they've They've been full of heads, you know. Anyway, so we find out the incinerator attract burning the heads. That's when we get um, our our stranger, uh, the, the his Dalton. name uh, Dalton, right? Um, Dalton, you know, Dalton from you Roadhouse, know, you know. Oh God damn it! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pain don't hurt. Uh, so uh, I didn't realize that. I just put that together. Thank you for making yeah. me not like the segment more. It's, that's uh, why I didn't. So, uh, it's also mm, why I didn't post that one on. Yeah, uh, yeah. My notes. Anyway, uh, so. Ugh. He says something about like, I need to go to Celestial Falls. And the garbage man's like, well, the devil got there before you. And I don't know why it's a Southern accent now, but he does. And so then Dalton tears off to go to Celestial Falls and we get him going there because he has a mission. Um, And that's, we get some voiceover about like giving us some background. Yeah. That how, you know, some people feel like it might have been the devil at work, that this thing seems more biblical than anything else, but people are getting sick. An astronomical number, like as if hell opened up. That's right. what we find out. Yeah, so, uh, so we get Celestial Falls. We get, we get like the the cheapest exorcist nod I think I've ever seen because he pulls up to like a street lamp with his motorcycle and he goes to walk into the building and I'm like, I okay, I get it. Like everything, everything has to be the exorcist, right? Mm. Um, so goes up to this apartment. Uh, and like, it's, it's dingy and garbage and there's like a red stripe on it. Almost like, it's almost like, um, was it with, um, the plagues of Egypt of like, they go through and mark the doors, right? you know, like the, with the, the blood of the, like, don't like, enter you know, like, yeah. Yeah. or like the angel of death won't pass over if you've, you know, whatever, like, so whatever. Anyway, so he's well, like, they still had that during the black death and everything. Oh too. yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. They'd mark things. You're right. So, so he goes to talk to the lady that is like, my daughter's affected. Uh, and then he walks into this apartment that's like the ugliest and disgustingest apartment ever. But do you, did you see what the the room number was? Yeah, fourteen oh eight. Yeah, just, yeah. Huh. I mean, it's, I mean, at least it wasn't shoved in your face, and that's okay. There's I enough. Mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, the, fair enough, but it wasn't just like 
you know, like I have to go to the Overlook. <laughs> you know, like, mm. you know, like I'm trying to go to. Hi, my name's Jack. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to go to, um, you know, Mechanicsburg near Castle Rock. You know, anyway. But boom, um, boom, boom, yeah, yeah, boom. right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, but I'll, I'll credit to the episode. I didn't notice that until the second time through because I really didn't even pay attention the first time. So I know I noticed it. <laughs> Terry, Terry's a better fan than I am. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Uh, so. He goes in to try to help this young lady whose name is like Mercy or Faith or I don't know Justice Twenty One or Forever Twenty One. Forever Twenty One. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I I, I believe it is Mercy. I didn't I didn't write that name down, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So Mrs. Jones, uh, she's like, I like how she offers up some food. Like, you want you want something to eat? And there's like green slime. It just it looks like I don't know. It's like. It was like this thing sitting on the stove that was bubbling. And it's like, that was, that's probably my favorite part of the episode because it's like, that is that like, I, I like, do you work at Golden Corral in the daytime? I'm bringing home. Like, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> that, uh, that's just like a top layer you yeah, take off. Yeah, of. <laughs> it's like, they told me I could bring the chocolate fountain home when I were like, okay, no, anyway, <laughs> but like, like, like Dalton's like, no, I'm good. I'm on a schedule. Um, and then, but we also, he, she keeps calling him uh father and he's like, I'm not a priest, you know, which. A little bit of world building there too, and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe, right? Like I'm kind of in, I'm kind of in. Then he goes in to kind of deal with uh, with the girl on the bed, and um, and that's when we find his um, his pop rocks uh, like wand that he has. It looks like, yeah, this it looks, looks like, like some- a, it looks like a series of ring pops attached to the top of this thing. I don't it, know. You know what it reminded me of is. Um- You've played Super Mario Three, right? And yeah. there's wands that you get every. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he definitely beat one of the Koopa Kids. For yeah, that. you're right. Yeah, um, so that's true. And apparently, this thing has power. It's able to supposedly. Yeah, I, it kind of like the Goblin Sword from. Uh, yeah, man, so much reference. Um, well, no, so. I, watching this, so supposedly, the, so the whole thing's called meter reader, right? So, which I know, like, the, the, let's just start into this. This is why I'm frustrated that uh, jo- John Esposito is like, I have a cool idea for a thing that subverts what we think we know. Because we think meter reader, we think somebody goes through parking meters and writes tickets, or somebody goes through and reads the gas meter or whatever. And this thing's supposed to be a meter that these people that have this gift, we find out like only like 10% of the world have an affinity for handling this stuff. And it's supposed to be like this, like, you know, um, crystal and wand. And that's in like a, like a makeup mirror. I don't know what your toolkit is. It's weird. But um, they never... They never show anybody using it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, it's like, it's a meter. No, it's a wand. Well, then can't like, but why is it called a meter? Like, I don't know. It's like, if you would have just gave me the EKG meter from Ghostbusters, I would have been like, that's stupid, but at least it's called a meter. You and again, I mean? it's like, it's still derived from something that works in a different storyline. If you're talking about Lord of the Rings, the goblin sword, like an Elvis sword is able to detect goblins and it yeah, shines glow whenever that happens. It will glow. Yes. Yes. And it's like. Or orcs, rather. But it doesn't It doesn't do that. It just sits I, there. I like that he had to point out, like, no shaming goblins. <laughs> like, I don't want goblins right now. I'm like, listen, we're not those orcs. Bill, you know? I know you're listening. So. <laughs> I, I know you're going to point something. Listen, listen. You know, facts I'm, you know facts. I'm part goblin. I don't appreciate that slander. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But gotta anyway, got to get my facts straight. But no, yeah. I just, it just it just frustrates me that it's like the name of your your segment is supposed to be this clever take on something, right? Which right. I'm all about, like having something mean two things. I think it's a lot of fun when you do it right. 
Um, I think it's a lot of fun where it's like, oh shit, this is what you were saying to me the entire time. I didn't catch it. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. And it happens in plenty of storylines. Like the, you know, the watchers, like the watchers are mentioned in different storylines too. It's like, these are things that we can have different grounding and what kind of characters they are. To say like uh, in the creep show film, something to tide you over. It's like, yes, uh, Ted Danson ends up being like, you know, buried in the sand. The, the, the water's coming for him because right. Leslie Nielsen is a bastard. So like tide means something else. It's like, okay, you give me something there. This is like meter reader. What's that mean? I don't know. Rock candy on the edge of a stick that doesn't do anything. Thanks. You know, and, like, and at know. this point now it feels very much like uh Constantine yeah. because Constantine has his own tools of figuring out how to find the demons and take care of the demons. Like, like in the movie, uh, we have him putting the mirror above the bed. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I like the, the idea demon. that you have somebody that comes in and it's like, I, you know what? I, I believe in this stuff because I've seen it, but I have my own problems with this whole the way, the way things work because like, I'm not a man of faith, but I do understand that whatever There's this is, out, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I don't mind that approach. I don't mind that whenever. So we get, we get, when we get Dalton coming into the room, he's like, I'm going to bring this, this candy wand out. And I want to ask you some questions and then put it away because I don't know why. And I'm going to bring a mirror out, which feels like anybody could have a mirror. But anyway, he does the thing of like, I got to see what's really bothering you. Um, and that's, you know, like, that's kind of like, we, we know that's kind of a trope of like reflections reveal like evil and stuff. And that's fine. I was okay with all that. Right. But then we find out that like the evil, whatever it was either jumped to the mother or the mother was the, the one holding this poor girl hostage. That's not quite clear, but things went bad. You right. know that, right? Because the mother is now this demon and she gnaws on the leg of the girl. And then we get him bringing out like, what was it? Like a, an ice axe or something. Like one of the, like, it's one of those like ice pickaxes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's that's like, exactly. It's cool looking. What, it's really cool looking. No, that's exactly what it is. I I was trying to figure out what the hell kind of tool it was. But yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, it like is the ones axe. that were used in the descent. See, right. there you go. I remember the name of the movie now. Yes. Anyway, yeah. yes. Or a cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, there um, you go. Well, yes. But it, the same I, movie. So I need to establish... Why in the hell does uh, Dalton know how to get there? Why that location? What brought him there? Because the, the ice wand thing, whatever it is, what the hell you want to call it, it's not glowing. So why, like, did he have GPS? I don't know. I just, I, is I don't that know like if, on a motorcycle? Uh, if Meter Reader Central, like if the Catholic Church is like, hey, I know you don't believe, but like, you're getting beep, 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 yeah, beep, 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 like dash, 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 whatever. It's Go like, to this 1408. Yeah, like, I like the idea. It's like, we've decided, we, we've somehow taken this material and have made this, this device that can like divine uh, evil and glow when near evil, but we're going to give you a pager. Like you have to call yeah. it. Like, like, <laughs> it's like, it'd be like, Oh, the pager's firing off. It's like, yeah, you need to go to celestial falls again. I don't know, man. You're just getting, it's getting called. It's 14. Oh, just go deal with it. Like, fine. You know, whatever. Like, I don't get paid enough for this. It's like, you don't get paid for anything. Fair <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Like you're right. Uh, and that's going to be my, my big problem with this whole segment. So we'll, we'll, I will tell you my frustrations when we get there, but we get like a mini exorcism scene. We get like him with like vomit and all the things that we know. Dalton brings, lays down the law. Yeah. And then, yeah. then we cut to his family, um, which I wrote here again, this is gonna be another Ohio joke. Uh, you'll appreciate this. I was like somewhere out in Avon, Avon Lake or whatever. I feel like they went far out into the suburbs with orange skies to find this farmhouse, right? It's like a farmhouse. It's like, it's in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we have the family, right? His family waiting. So we have, um, what was it? Uh, uh the, the mother, the and daughter, Maria. the son. Yeah. yeah Maria, Teresa and, uh, Michael. Yeah. They're all waiting for him. They're excited to see him, but 
Um, well, like Maria's trying to keep everything normal, which again, that's another parallel with the pandemic of like, we're going to have a normal home life. She's trying to engage her son with doing a, like a puzzle, like a, like a, like um, a, a 50 States puzzle or something. Right. Right. And being like, Oh, that's Hawaii. And she's like, that's good. It's like, yeah, he can read. Uh, he's not these little <laughs> order. Right. Um, he's a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we can go there someday. And he's like, that'd be nice. And then we get, we get uh Teresa sitting in the background with her laptop open and her earbuds in watching a podcast that has no video. So, Hey guys, there's no video with this podcast. Do you just sit there and stare at your podcast player while listening to this? Cause if you do, I can't judge you. I'm just confused by it. I mean, nothing's going to happen if you do do that. Just, just as a heads up, we're not going to just randomly show up. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, that's weird to me. I don't know. It just felt like I, but her podcast is like, you hear people talking about like, basically like, you know, if you can't, Oh, the whole thing too, talking about like once somebody's so infected by this, once they hit stage four, like you have to cut their heads off. That was the thing that was established uh, in that podcast. Also, whatever, right? Still so, m- a lot more yeah. world building to this. Kinda, like right? we need to so, figure out what yeah. this is, give the information out there to the people. There's not many channels now. Yeah. You know, we're trying yeah. to support people around us. So, so Teresa's trying to stay in the know. She's also hyper aware. Her mother's trying to pretend everything's normal, which I get it. You're a parent. You're trying to hold your family together and your, your spouse is out doing the most dangerous job imaginable right now. Like you're going to always be like, we're fine at home and we're just going to keep the home fires burning. Right. Like I, I get all that, mm-hmm. but then we find out that, um, there's this whole thing about like, he has said, um, that if I leave, um, you have, you know, it's 72 hours. If I'm not back in 72 hours, don't let me back in because I'm potentially compromised. And this seems to be a rule established throughout the family, but he, when we see this sequence, like it's a, we're getting, it's kind of like, uh, this was a memory of Teresa's. Yeah. There's a whole flashback of him, but yeah, it's saying this, but so the whole thing too, I'm confused by is like, supposedly Dalton has natural immunity, right? Meaning that he's dealt with all the stuff before he's fought, you know, demons and cut heads off and used mirrors and, you know, glow candy and whatever. Um, and then Teresa's like saying, you know, you know, natural immunity has to be evaluated every 72 hours. It's like, well then is that's not immunity. I don't like, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I'm, Maybe maybe I'll understand my demon science, but that doesn't sound right to me. No. Like, <laughs> like, <No>. and, <laughs> and, and during this flashback, too, because it's all being explained to the family that uh, Dalton has to go out. He has to do he has to he, he believes to it's do his the duty work. because he knows that he is naturally immune. He doesn't believe in any of like the faith mumbo jumbo, but he's like, people are hurting. I need to go do this. It's, it's very respectable of like. I don't know why I have this. I'm not going to question my ability to do it, but I need to go do it. And if there is an action now, then this might be a bigger problem. Yeah. Whatever. So I need to understand why is Michael doing the Michael Myers right now where he's wearing the demon mask while he's talking to his father as he's being sent (laughs) off? What the hell is the point of that? I just, I don't know. American Horror Story called and they said they want their garbage back. You know, I just, like, it just, didn't make any sense. It's like, <laughs> I come to see sorry, you off, dad. That's my, that's my hot take about American horror story where it's like, but what if it's just weird? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, animal masks, Ugh, whatever. 
Oh, you're okay, Animal Mask. Are you talking about the first uh, series, a season of um, I'm Cas- talk- Castle Rock? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about every storyline. It feels like animal masks are not necessary to uh, to install like this idea of it's weird. <laughs> oh, animal masks, Pet Cemetery, the remake. Yeah. Mm, animal masks. That, <laughs> let's do that. It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but, but can we just do it with like a really weird snare drum? But wait, what if we have no context whatsoever? Made no sense. Yes. But uh, like Michael. He's, wearing, he's just wearing like a little devil mask and he's just, I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, the kids, his, the little brother is a little weird. And it's like, also, he's like, he's growing up during the middle of this like thing. Like, so, I, you know, hmm. nobody's going to handle it well. Like, I will give that, but you're right. I feel like it's also this thing of, like, we just got to just show a thing. And it's like, because it's supposed to pay off later, like, but it doesn't really. It's ridiculous. But, sorry, I'm I'm cutting you off. Why why is there that window of 72 hours, right? They don't set up, like, so we get this ticking clock of Dalton coming home, like, minutes after 7, right? Because the whole, well, we even have this segment, too, before he shows up. Where um, the, they're in the kitchen and the mom makes the worst looking loaf of bread I've ever seen in my life. It looks like it was moldy coming out of the oven. I have no idea why this thing exists. And then, and then she looks at her son. She's like, hey, take a picture of it. He's like, okay. And he brings a phone up and you hear click. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> what is going on? It's like. I, maybe that's why everybody's getting sick because they're eating moldy ass bread. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of thought put into the Salem witch trials about like, uh, like what was it? Um, like wheat that got messed up. Right. And people. Got, like hallucinating yeah that. Mm. yeah so maybe but anyway it just it was a weird moment I, I don't know but anyway so she's still trying to provide and i talk about like when your dad gets home and Teresa's like you know just we need to talk we need to speak like truthful here and it upsets the mom she drops a glass um and she like cuts her hand with it which that doesn't pay off later because her hand magically heals much like the previous segment uh, but she sends the little brother off and she's like, don't scare your brother like that. And Teresa's like, we need to be honest here. Like, like as much as she might be a little dramatic, she's being like, like realistic and her mother's not. But at the same time, like I understand her mother's like trying to hang on to like the semblances of reality because she even says something about like, uh, I've heard the salons are opening up next week. It's like, I, again, heavy handed pandemic things, you know, and it's like, you know, great. Like, I don't, did you see people were putting heads in, in, in buckets and bringing them outside? Guess you got to get your nails done. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. A little much. But anyway, so they had that talk. The dad shows up like minutes after seven. Um, he's at the door. And then the, the mom's going to go open the door. And Teresa's like, but you can't. And she grabs, she grabs her knife, which the, the other personal detail of this I like is it's covered in stickers. Like, like, I don't know. Like it's, she's personalized it, but the edge is sharp. I thought that was kind of a fun little this is yeah, it's like a, it's a little machete and yeah. it has, st- I, I don't know, like that it, seems a little ridiculous to me too. Th- yeah, that's fair. I, I buy that more than the kids wearing the devil mask the entire time. Yeah, fair. Um, so, <laughs> but then, so then we get this whole thing of where Dalton's banging the door of like, why won't you let me in? It's like, that's like, it's like you, you set the rules up, you know, you know, the rules. And if you're fine, then you know that you have to prove that you are fine and you can't do that by being like, why won't you let me in? And this seems like a very realistic moment here. Cause I mean, I've seen a lot of movies with pandemic types of situations and that, you know, like somebody's infected, like they're knocking on the door, they want to be let in, but, but they're the biggest factor for why the rest of this house is going to go to shit. Put them in a, in a safe location, try to figure it out, 
let them wait out the symptoms, whatever it is. I, I I've seen this scenario work out in films, yeah, but and he, it's he's great. Literally, the one that set the rules up, so he should be aware of them. But you know, it, like so that, that's what's frustrating to me is like, but the, know, but the, the the thing that was established is that the devil's a liar. <laughs> he's the master of lies. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. if it is this scenario where the devil is. Um, He's instilling himself into people, and they are a, a, an implement of his doings. Yeah, fine, okay, that that works. Then Dalton is acting upon the devil's will, and that's fine. So then Teresa's being right, and that's fine. But what I'm yeah. saying is that we find out later that Dalton's normal, like yeah. spoiler, and it's, so it's like so his actions then don't make sense to me. Because it betray- at the time the story's fine at that point, but then at the end it's like, oh, by the way, f you. That happened. Like I just the logic. It sh- it it purposely took a shit on us at the end, where it's like, nope, you set up a false. It's one thing to do like a red herring or a misdirect, but it has to be smart, you know. And I don't think this was smart. Right. But anyway, sets up this conflict of you know go to the cellar. Which also I'm thinking that if you already had like you mentioned, like if this was always the possibility. Um, don't you think they would have probably pre- preset the cellar up to be like a clean room to kind of like go down there, everything's ready. There's a bed, there's water, like we'll bring the doctor, like something like, you know, like, ba- you know, basically like someone like you, we don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. We'll just wait it out. And we, you're already at, you, you already have adequate supplies. You know, right. I think that would be, that's a smart move, especially in this, for this world with all this world building, there's so many holes in what's going on that we're supposed to be like, Oh, that's kind of cool. But then you're like, wait a second. Like, I don't know. That bugged me. It really, really bugged me. So I'm going to ask you right now, John Esposito just really wanted to make demon Knight. That's all he wanted to make here. He really wanted to make demon Knight because he wanted to have, um, like the put upon like mysterious stranger with this burden that doesn't really believe in everything, but he has wearing a duster. Yes. With, with a thing that glows maybe. And like, like it, could you imagine William Sadler in this role? Just being haggard. Like you can, like he just wanted to make demon Knight. That's all he wanted to do here. And so here's my recommendation to everybody watch demon Knight. <laughs> like that's cause I also feel like, um, you know, it's just cause he's like the devil's a liar. It's like, yeah, Billy Zane's a liar, but he's a sexy liar. But, uh, like, I just feel like there's so much here that is very much in line with demon Knight. of there's this last line of defense. There's this out, you know what I mean? Like there, like there's this house is going to be besieged by evil. Like this is just demon Knight, And I'm, you, people can tell me I'm wrong and you can get, you can, you know, and I, maybe I am, but that's the vibe I got second time through is that they wanted to make this world. John Esposito wanted to tell this like really cool story and make it all this cool stuff, but he, and have reference. It, it, it doesn't have any, it doesn't have any payoff and it's not anyway. Continue. Well, let's finish the story and my frustrations. I'm sorry. But so, yes, yeah. Anyway. So to, to what you were getting to though, as a Teresa, convinces her mother and Michael that it is best for their father to go down to the cellar and wait it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, we'll get him tested, blah, blah, blah. It's just not safe from being a house for us. So we get some time lapse. Teresa That's falls. She has the first flashback of her father telling her the rules, right? right. Sorry. Yeah. And then we have the, uh, the first, the first dream sequence. Yeah. So, yeah. and then the, this other weird dream sequence of, um, she wakes up suddenly um, she's been watching on her on her uh, her laptop um, video to make sure that you know because there's a camera. Oh, yeah, that you're right. The camera system. Yeah, yes, there's, yeah right. there's a camera system set up around the house 
uh, the one camera view that she's watching specifically is the the seller. She wants to make sure that those doors don't open up, which rightfully so. If the, if it is like some demon creature, she wants to know about it. But she falls asleep at the watch. And when she wakes up suddenly, there's like some weird noise in the kitchen. So she wakes up to go or she gets up to go investigate it. And uh, the lights won't turn on. But she sees her father um, with this like shadowing of the, the fridge open. Yeah. And he's rooting through the fridge. And when he peers beyond the doorway, he is he has like he looks like a like some kind of zombie zombified creature. He's got blood just pouring down his chin. His eyes are like yellow. Yeah, they're they're green, and he has like like it's your stock um, like you know oh shit this is wrong type yeah. of look right. And it, we yeah. see that uh, her mother and her uh, brother are dead on the floor, and we find out it's just a dream sequence. So she wakes up again, and it's everything's fine. Everything's fine. The doors are closed, but she still hears something from the kitchen again. So it's like, all right, well, am I dreaming again? So when she goes into the kitchen, there's a very weird scenario playing out here where she turns on the lights to the darkened kitchen, and it's her mother cooking at the stove. I don't know about you. Even when I'm pissed drunk, I turn the lights on. Like, These pizza rolls, I'm not making them in the dark. I don't want to get pizza grease on, you know, whatever. But I the, mean, I, I don't know. I, I think there's probably some times in my life that I probably have succumbed to some like uh, omelet shaming. Like I'm just in the dark, just making omelets and just wondering about my life in the middle of the night. Probably that's probably like happening. gray matter. You don't want the lights turned yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, don't look at me. It's like how many omelets do you have? That's not important. Yeah, that's not a eggs. Go get me more eggs. <laughs> Money's on the table. That and whatever you find in the walls for protein, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah like it's the, weird. It's weird, and it, it doesn't need to happen. Like I get that the mother is like under stress, but that, that that's not what a real person would no, do, and no. it's frustrating, you know. But then my next question to you, which even makes less sense to to me, Terry, um, what is it that she asks her daughter to grab out of the, the fridge? It, it's like, uh, what the hell did she call it? Like it was like. Awesome sauce. No, 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 no. <laughs> from, she from, called it. She called it comeback sauce. Uh, I, got, um, I was like, which? Um, what is comeback sauce? Uh, is it? Is it kind of like from under cheese? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I have no idea. Have, what is, is that? Of all the things, like maybe, maybe that's a thing that's known. Maybe this is like um, how in Utah they have funeral potatoes, and that's something I think I don't know. Or also, like Colorado has uh, what they call pink sauce. Which is ketchup, ketchup and mayo and mixed together, which, yeah. by the way, is amazing. Uh, I don't know Wait, what it you is. Talk, are you talking about secret sauce? Is that what they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what secret sauce yeah, is. Uh, yeah, that's secret sauce. But, McDonald's uh, won't tell you, but yeah, right. um, the recipe's but, been found out. Or Brendan's fancy sauce from Step Brothers, which I know Terry has not seen. But um, yeah, uh, anyway, but it's like, what the, what, what the heck? Like, 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 okay, fine. Evil's out in the world possessing people. There's the Pop Rocks wand and whatever and the 72-hour rule. Like, all of that, whatever. I'm really confused about comeback sauce. I think that's the thing where I'm like, okay, I don't understand. Like, can you like, it, can we at least get like a page in one of the upcoming episodes of Creep Show where they flash over to like buying sea monkeys and like comeback sauce or something to be? And like, there's a recipe yeah, for like it. something where yeah. it's just like you know, like two parts demon. Like I don't know, like whatever, like and some pop rocks. I don't know. It's like I was because she was making like fried green tomatoes, yeah. which 
I love, and I've made them myself, myself, like all of me have made them. All of, all, <laughs> all, all, all of me's have made I these. am legend. Yeah, I am legend. I am Madrox the multiple man. I, uh, yeah, like in my, in my secret in the dark, making omelets and fried green tomatoes. I've just never heard of comeback sauce. That is, that is, um, weird that and oddly comeback specific. sauce sounds like something a little bit more secretive to <laughs> my, that sounds like mama Rio like has say, a, don't Google that on, <laughs> uh, without safe search on, but <laughs> I feel like you're gonna you're gonna run into some problems there. That's what I'm gonna say. I don't like that. I do, I do not feel comfortable with that. So anyway, it has to be refrigerated though. Um, but you know, it's like so. Teresa's like, mom, you need to you need to be realistic about this. We can't, she's you like, can't well, I was go make food and set it by the cellar. It's like no, just stay out. Stay it's away. Still yeah, like yeah. it's like there is still a concern there. Don't go down there. Don't don't do anything. Yeah. Just wait until the morning, and then all of a sudden, in the background, we get cue music here too, which I love the cue music. Yeah, that's fine, but we get the idiot brother just wandering over with uh, his awesome mullet. So and it, also his devil mask, and he just goes right. Then he goes to, and he just wanders out of the house, and they're like, "No, oh, kid that we've never talked to this entire episode, really." Because well, at what point, whenever they're trying to let the dad in, he's like, "I hate you," and he just walks away from the sister. I'm like, "Cool, I'm glad that you have dialogue." Uh, but yeah, he goes to open the cellar door. He's just gone. At that point, um, when the cellar doors close or whatever, like the mom's out and she's like, "Oh, Dalton, give me back my boy." So it's like now, now you believe there's a problem. Like I, I think she was hoping against hope. I get it, but she is written so stupidly. Yeah. Well, this. her and the the son are, but and, and, and it bugs me because I'm, I feel like it betrays the the actress and and the son that's well, playing and, the son. You know, like. And it betrays the character of Dalton too. If he's if he's instilling this into his his family, mm-hmm. and he, they, everybody knows why he is the person that he's doing what he's doing, they would probably give him a little bit more like levity. Like, oh, all right, you're out there doing a thing, and you might also come back and kill us. Okay, we understand, father yeah. or husband. Yeah, like it's Teresa also, gets it. Also, I mean, like, so the thing is that we don't know for sure if he is infected or not. Fine, that's fine. That's we know what's going on. This is the conflict with the house, right? Uh, but then, whenever you know, we get um, you know the mother going in there too, and then then Teresa eventually grabbing her, uh, you know, her tiny shetty and coming out to be like, I got to do this, um, you know, like, and she goes in the basement. And it's a cellar, right? And so then at that point, that's like, we find out that she finds her father. Well, we even see her like find her brother, right? And her brother's not talking. And he points over to where Dalton's supposed to be, right? And whatever. But then we get this weird moment of you see a devil tail flicking. And I'm like, mm. screw you, episode. That's not established. It's like, episode. screw you. Like, I was just so like mad. I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, I know the devil's master of lies. Great. But we've not seen like... we. We don't see like the literal devil. It would be like the logo from like Arizona State's like football helmet coming out. Like, I'm the devil, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, like you, I don't know. It's like, like I didn't expect the cartoon devil to show up, you know, right. but, um, so he, she goes over to Dalton and Dalton's alive, but he's been like hurt. wounded. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he's also like not infected. So it's like, so you were okay this entire time, which if the episode would have established better, with his initial confrontation and and the first part of it, that like whatever this evil was went from the girl to the mom, and then she like if you would have got like the idea that this thing can jump from body to body, which that's not shown right right to show that like Evil Dead style this force can go, then maybe we'd have gotten a moment of like 
you know what? I you know I had it in me. I was trying to wait it out in the basement, but your your, your brother showed up and it jumped, like something like you know what I mean, like. Right, that, like the, this, I was able to force it out of me, but somehow it was able to jump to your brother because it's looking for a new host. Yeah, like no matter what, I was is. trying to keep it here and try to like ride out the ride it out, but it got out like that. You could have fixed this entire episode with this, right? Uh, and it didn't. He, they didn't do that. So then what happens is he's like, "Oh, by the way, uh, your brother and mother are, are borked, and here here have my candy wand. <laughs> They're borked. Yeah, here have, <laughs> have my candy wand or whatever." And it's like, but like. Teresa this entire time is ready to kill her father, right? Because that's the rules. He was like, you need to kill your mother and brother. She's like, I don't know if I could do it. It's like, I don't know. Your brother seems like, it seems like you've been ready for this. It's like, you've been ready. And your mother has been kind of, you know, I think you're also, I, your relationship with the two of them, like, I think you'd be way faster to bring up that machete versus your father. I don't know. But then we get some, like, we get a moment of the, the brother on the ceiling of the cellar again doesn't make doing any the sense. crab walk just whatever it's like bro, i've seen the conjuring whatever it's whatever it's stupid um and it's just it, like and then at that point then we get the mother though who has like cool cool makeup and then there's the payback the payoff not payback the payoff of like i got my nails done it's like that's kind of a like that's kind of a nice moment and when she calls her kid the dumpling that's what we talked about that ah, earlier. dumpling yeah she does a, does a pretty it's good pretty, job yeah, of that. i yeah. like i like that yeah it was okay and then whenever Teresa tricks her and she fakes her out to where when the mother's approaching her and then she Jukes. like yeah yeah she, she literally yeah. just pulls the left trigger and it's like, like yeah do, do stick and move you know yeah, and then and then the mother actually kills the son and then the mother you know is like I, there's there is some agony there you know because mm-hmm. i you also get the notion that even though these people are possessed they're tortured by what's going on it's like okay and then um you know then the mother you know gets gets you know taken out which i forgot to mention earlier whatever teresa was going to go like handle business and the mother clocked her in the back of the head with a log or something and i i the whole moment of like and then the mother's like this will be fine <laughs> but whatever i forgot about that but no so teresa you know she gets the job done, and then uh, on the next uh, head delivery day or head takeaway day, uh, she brings out her heads. Bring yeah. out your heads. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. so we see the yeah. two. Uh, it's a big surprise. It's the head of the the mom and the son being dropped. No, it's not a big surprise because we hear that music. It's not a big reveal. Uh, well, also at the same time, we find out the father had passed away and was like, you need to carry on the work, you know, whatever this is. So I'm giving you my Wonka wand. Here you go. And so then we get, uh, we get the daughter that's now like, she is now, she is now the demon knight, you know? And it's like, she's good. And she like, Terry, you've recently purchased a motorcycle. Um, like, and you're learning, you know, like, I know you don't have like, like the, the big, you know, Harley Davidson that, you know, that yeah. if you, if you tip over, I'm not you'll a, die, yeah. you know, whatever. But I know that this, this young lady, she is smaller than you. And the motorcycle that the dab was riding seems like a significant piece of metal, uh, like, how is that possible? Like, I, do you, do you buy that? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't, I see, she's probably like 15, 16 years old, um, to, to go cross country on a motorcycle of that size. Probably not. That's like a 1200 CC. Like, I just don't know. That's another unbelievable like, moment. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know. It was a soul, whatever. But it's the whole thing is like, my, my work is still moving on. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And that's it. It's like, and she's now a meter reader and, and that's it. And it's like, God damn it. I just, I, um, this thing, it just soured on me like halfway through because it's like, it kept betraying us as an audience. Um, it just pissed me off. And I just think that, um, 
John Esposito has written a number of segments for Creep Show. I don't think I've liked anything of his I've seen so far. He might be my my current Hamner, but at least you know um, <laughs> he might be my Hamner stumbling block. But it's just like I just feel like Esposito wanted to do this big world building and then couldn't deliver. It's like I don't know. Like um, have you have you seen? I, I've seen the first Underworld film. I've not watched the rest because I was annoyed with the first one. Have you ever seen the Underworld? Yes. Like Kate Beckinsale. She's I've like, seen like three of them. And she's yeah. like, I'm a death dealer. It's like. Why? Well, I'm a vampire that shoots werewolves. Okay, well, cool. Like, are you like you just kill werewolves? Like, so you're now calling yourself a death dealer? Okay, it sounds like whoever's writing that script is like, we need to have a cool name for a vampire that kills werewolves. It's like, I don't know. You're just you you're you hate werewolves, but why you like you? Why are you a death dealer? Because I, I don't. It's like also you're a vampire, so that means you kill other people. I, I don't. It's just I don't like that kind of like. I feel like there's that weird thing that happened with that film where it's like the Matrix was a thing. What if we just do cool names for stuff? And with this, it's like, you know, like Demon Knight was a thing. What if we just try to do cool things? It's just I don't like trying to slap things against a wall and build a world where you're not going to pay anything off, but you think some of the terminology is cool. I don't know. Like, and then you introduce the candy wand and it's like, it doesn't do anything. You never, there was never once a meter red in this episode, segment. Right. So yeah. What was it like? What was it called? Like, what do you want to call it? Like just, uh, just, I don't know. It was frustrating. It's like, I just felt like you're like, they were trying to be clever and it just didn't pay off for me. I, I, I find it interesting that uh, Mr. Epizito in one of the reference I made earlier, I totally did not realize that he was a co-producer from on from dusk till dawn. So I, uh, I feel like there oh, are certain, okay. certain things here that worked kind of similar in that same world building there. I, yeah, but when you get Rodriguez and Tarantino together, you're going to get a better, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a, a better product, but yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I don't, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of this at all. No. And I understand that there's a lot of things that are just trying to like, they're trying to reference towards like the parallels of what's going on today and then blah, blah, blah. I, okay, cool. Like, but I think everybody sees what's going on outside. They they don't need something else to remind them about how all these dumb assholes are if still. If you're going to tell me a story of the pandemic through the lens of horror, I'm com- like I I'm down because I I think some of the best horror and science fiction work when you take things and bend it like you you take things that we're anxious about and what we're aware of. And like, you know, and you can look through the decades and each decade kind of like you can see where horror is If you can refract it just a little bit, though. Yeah, that's the, that, yeah, let's say like, I know we have everything zombies now, which is like, that's, that's probably the better parallel with a lot of this, but it's like also like, I don't know, like, um, I just, it just, you, you can tell me a cool pandemic theme story and the way people react and like, you can explore the different, uh, outrages and controversies with this and use horror and I think that would be cool. I think that would, I, you know, you know, there's going to be multiple projects coming with that. And that's fine because they're reflections of the world we live in. You right. Know? And that like bring it, you know, like, um, and so like, I, that's fine. I don't think this was handled well. I think, I think he had an idea of like, wouldn't it be cool if somebody's called a meter reader, but they just did stuff with demons. And then like, also like, I love demon night and also demon night. And then also, wouldn't it be cool if the trash can guy said, bring out your heads. Cause like, that's a play on things that people know because of Monty Python, like just it, I don't know. Like it's, it's this whole thing just kind of it. I think he, like I said, I think he also wrote skeletons of the closet where it was like, you guys know things. Yeah. Like he did. Like it's so, 
<sighs> and and then also you you mentioned the one previously the the, the so, yeah, yeah so his contributions to the series so far is that he wrote meter reader uh he did skeletons in the closet uh within the walls of madness i've not seen that one yet uh model kid <laughs> and uh night of the paul not yeah not yeah that one i didn't like either that was what the, the weird twisted monkey paw one it just wasn't it didn't go anywhere but yeah the model kid one it's model like model kid i liked i i don't want to say it's perfect but it feels more like it, it, it felt more like creep show but it also felt like Jonas he was like remember the, the frame story from the first creep show film what if i did that but shittier I, exactly <laughs> exactly like that's that's exactly what um, it was it was like they took that framing and just like what if it's an uncle he's just recently lost his mom and uh now he wants vengeance yeah yeah what if the kid lost his mom and the uncle the shitty uncle's there and it's um all oh, the gentleman that plays the shitty uncle is great in that, uh, like dylan uh, kevin uh, dylan kevin dylan he's so good as that shit heel uncle yeah he, yeah, he is yeah. a shit heel and yeah, yeah yeah and it's like so for him being like you know again just desserts i just i don't know man like in terms of this guy's output like people, like your mileage might vary. You you might dig this. It's just, man, I just feel like a lot of this is like some first, like first pass. Like here's my idea, and then they're like, good. And it's like there's no, like, was there a writer's room with this? Was there like, like I know Nick Otero's like producing it, but it's like, and someone has to sign off on like this is the stories we're picking, right? So I don't know where that decision making comes from, but I'm also going to guess that if you have the show that's on Shutter, which I know it's not like. I know it's not like big, 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 big fanfare in terms of like, you know, because we, we, we've talked about the, the shutter being a great service for what it is. And it's like, they have a lot of great content for what it is. It's a, it's not a narrow lane, but it is horror. Right. And so either you're in or you're out with that. Right. And with this, it's either you're in or you're out. How many other voices out there want to do horror that you could be like, if Nicotera like taps you on the shoulder, it's like, Hey, what do you got for me? I think you could cast a wider net and get some really cool shit going on, you know? And, and with the production level of this, I think that we could at least bring some storylines that are public domain to, sure. to an audience that maybe people are not familiar with. I mean, uh, uh, what was the, uh, the Owl Creek Bridge. Uh, oh, um, oh, Bernard, not Bernard. Um, yeah, the, the current Owl Creek Bridge. That um, that gentleman. Yeah, uh, Bernard Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Is it Bernard Pierce? I'm gonna look it up right now. But um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. so it's like we get we got story writers like that that really. I mean, I had never even heard about this gentleman until we watched that episode of The Twilight Zone, and it's like, damn, his. Al- I'm sorry, Ambrose Pierce. Ambrose Pierce. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry. Um, a friend of show. Uh, you know, uh, Richard Stathing. Uh, Statham, Statham. Ugh, sorry, um, he he told me to look more into his uh, his back catalog of yeah. other stuff. I mean, the guy he's a very talented writer. What well, was, and you know, I just uh, recently did a short story of his, and it's like he has a lot of material out there. Get a hold of that stuff. Or I don't know, this whole thing's based upon Stephen King. Like, can you can you toss like you can do some more stuff? With yeah, that. Do, like just do the jaunt. <laughs> well, I mean. I think that's going to be coming a movie soon. And that's like, please, because the John is messed up. Right. But it's like, even if you did like both the man who loved flowers yep. or the man who brought flowers, uh, like you could do you, you the strawberry spring, I think is one of those, like you could do some of these really interesting little short stories. And like, um, I don't know. There's also, you know what you could do? What would like break people's brains is do the original lawnmower man short story. Like you could do that. And I think, that would, yeah, that really would break people's <laughs> brains. Because yeah, because it's like, that is messed up. That and makes no sense, but it's just like a visual aspect. Like, I would yeah. 
like, why not? Right. Or even like you, you have so much King material that I'm sure that he would sign off on and like, you know, he'd be okay with, and even like Joe Hill, they, like we talked about, uh, uh, mums and he, you know, we got some Joe Hill stories. Like we got, you have this dearth of like good, like output, yeah. you know, like wh- why not? You know, like, and again, if you, if you wanted to dive into stuff that maybe it's already there and it's, you have easy access to it, do post stuff. I mean, sure. you may have, you may have seen it before, but has creep Joe taken a take on it? Why not? I mean, sometimes with even that stuff in the public domain, you can like take it and be like, well, what's an updated version of this look like? And that's fine too. You know, like HP Lovecraft, we can do sure, all of that. Whatever. Stuff. It's just like, I, again, I mean, everybody's got to eat. So if Esposito is getting paid for this. I mean, he's getting paid more than I am for anything I've ever put out. So good on him. But my God, like I think if you and I would have um, taken what we just saw, sat in a room for two hours, you and I would have like been able to pound this thing in the shape and actually come up with a little, little stronger idea, a little yeah. stronger script. I think we could have like, like, I think, um, and it, like, I think I'm, I, I might have, one of the things is like, you know, every, all of us consume media, right? All of us be like, well, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this. And it's like, you could always say what you like and don't like, and that's, you're perfectly entitled to all that. And that's great. It's just that my mind always is like, but what if like, so, and I'm not saying I'm great at it, I, but it's like, like, um, if something doesn't necessarily make sense to me, especially with this, where I feel like it's pissing on my leg and tell me it's raining. It's like, then, then somebody dropped a ball. Like, and I think like, and I'm not getting paid professionally to consider this, but somebody signed off on these scripts and read this and either they got too close to it or they're like, I don't know. The clock's ticking. We got to go. And like, I feel like with a show like this, if it's keep getting renewed by, by, um, shutter, which I think it's going to get keep like, why not? Because I mean, original content's kind of king with streaming services right now, right? It's like, what are you doing for me now? And I think that some like, like I think creep shows perfectly okay with that. And having, I think it having like six episodes a season and doing it around spooky time is wonderfully within their wheelhouse. And it's something for people to get excited about. I think that's great. Right. Um, so that means that you should probably have some lead time and be able to pick, pick and choose what you can do. I don't, I don't like coming into this and feeling like every episode that we get's a 50 50 proposition of being like, this was cool. This wasn't the last episode. I think we came away liking both segments, but you know, there's definitely strengths and weaknesses to both of them. Right. And it's right. like, I, so I, I, it's frustrating because I liked, I know you kind of came away a little bit more cold with stranger things, which by the way, I hate that title. Cause it's like, it, that's a like, wink, but I think the segment itself is a lot of fun. And with this, it's like, it was trying to do something and it, <laughs> It, it, it bit off way more than it could actually chew, you know, like, uh, like it, however the, the phrasing goes. And it was expected to be like, yeah, but what if there's this cool world? It's like, nah, you're showing me one street corner with a lamp because of the exorcist. And then you're showing me a farmhouse in the middle of bum, bum F anywhere. You know, it's like, cool. Thanks. That's your world. Why not that? Why not have that story start at the beginning in the house? And you never see the father to start. And it'd be like, and they're having a serious discussion about like, we've been told that the clock is now passed. What do we do now? And we learn about, we learn about the world outside, which I know in a lot of ways, it's better to be like, to, to, to show and not tell, but there's a lot of creep show. You, they have so many interstitials with comic book panels. That's your time to tell that story. You know, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's 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 frustrating. This one's yeah. oddly paced, and I just don't yeah. I don't like the character development. I don't like the story that just kind of develops along the way. I'm not invested in any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I was really left just like with slumped shoulders, like huh, 
That yeah. I just that that's what I just watched. I and it I watched this like four times because I just I had to keep. I'm on. sorry that you watched it three times too many. <laughs> Dude, well, it was it was more of a factor. Where it's like my body was like, "What are we watching?" Fall asleep. Restart so, it again. I'm like, wait, but you what's have going to be on? checked every so two hours for your national immunity. This episode, Terry, I'm worried about you now. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it was just it was a train wreck, yeah. honestly. And honestly, this really really sounds kind of shitty, but this is probably one of the worst episodes of the series in general. And there are some pretty pretty poorly done episodes. I just, I did not like this episode. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I know you and I don't normally fall too far apart from each other. Um, I'd argue that Stranger Things is one of my favorite segments so far of the season. So but uh, that's fair. I, I mean, that's, and that's perfectly okay. You know, like I'm, cause you and I are not always going to grin everything. And I know that there's been like some people sometimes like with the, the shows that I do with you and then other things I do. And it's like, you guys agree all the time. It's like, I don't know. We're like, we watch all the same things. So I'm going to guess that the people I like hanging out with, there's probably some overlap of the things that we enjoy. Cause if, if Terry and I disagree on every single thing, like, you know, that might make compelling podcasting, but I don't know if we'd actually want to like hang out with each other. That'd be weird. You know? well, <laughs> and we have an ability to challenge each other too. And it's like, that comes through, I think in our viewing, because there's been plenty of times where it's like, yeah, I didn't really care for this. Or you re- recommend something to me. I'm like, yeah, that's not, not me, man. That's not my, not my cup of tea. Yeah. So, but Whatever. yeah, that we, we yeah. were right here in the right spot and we both don't agree on this. And, there it is. There you so. go. So uh, let's just let, let's, the housekeeping twist, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know that um, the, the guy that went out dealing with demons and was coming home and then the demons would show up. I just, I, because, because it, the story keeps like the people showing us the story kept betraying us as like, we, there's a trust given to us like that we're going to follow along. And then like, Hey, we showed you this. We showed the, the father banging on the door, but then we find out that he's okay later. Screw you because you're setting up this false thing that isn't actually false. It's just whatever. I'm going to give it a one because it's like, Oh shit. Like he's fighting demons and then he comes home and then demons show up again. Sure. That, I don't know. It just really pissed me off. The established rules and all that, and the, the they mother kept breaking it, yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. And then the, the mother and the the son not having a really good relationship and how things are viewed with Teresa, the sister. It's all one. It's all. It just there's no yeah. because there's really no twist. It's there just, isn't it, a twist because like, she she's a believer. She's following the rules. Her father's a meter reader. He's going out to fight the evil. She is the true believer. Like, well, she believes him. And she believes in the evils that's going on. And all of that yeah. is like established a lot closer yeah. in those flashbacks too. Like he is having one-on-one conversations with her. Yeah. So, the, so the we know that son. she's going to be the disciple. We know that she's going to be going forward. We know that she's going to become the next demon knight. You know, that's like what I'm saying. It's like, it's yeah. all there. She's Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. That, that so. was a good call. I actually didn't put that connection together, but <sighs> Yeah. There it is. Um, like I think, I think this weekend I'm going to watch Demon Knight because I love that movie and it's a lot of fun. Demon Knight's um, great. Yeah, I also like Bordello of Blood. I know there's both Tales from the Crypt uh, movies, but I, I took Bordello of Blood's just goofy. But it has Dennis Miller in it. No, it has Angie Everhart. That's the important. Part. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you have Dennis Miller with um, uh, with a um, squirt gun full of holy water and uh, killing vampires to ballroom blitz, which is just ridiculous. But Angie Everhart. 
Anyway, so but no, Demon Knight. Demon Knight has um the 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 always sexy Billy Zane uh, has William Sadler. What I'm just Billy Dick Zane. Miller. What Dick Miller? Dick Miller's in, in that. Um, yeah. We got um, Charles Fleischer in that as well. Yeah. I think CCH Pounders in that as well. Um, there's a lot of good people in that. Um, but yeah, like it's it's it has the best opening uh, filter playing. Hey man, nice shot with the car chase at the beginning. Great soundtrack. Oh, great so soundtrack. Good, so good. So yeah, watch Demon Knight. Watch Demon Knight. Damn it! <laughs> now you got me. Let's watch Demon Knight. Oh, I, I did. I did cover that on an episode of the other podcast to do invasion of the podcast a couple years ago. So if you guys want to hear uh, my other, other podcast husband, Steve and I um, drink a lot and talk about demon night. Go good. Just, it's, it's a great cool, discussion. It, oh, it's a, it's a, have fun. It's drink a, fun a beer movie. and listen to oh, it. Oh, it's a fun movie. It's way better than me to reader. But anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook at strange highways. Uh, it's just, I just feel, I feel like it's weird because I'm like, I keep trying to post images, but then it's like creep show has been kind of like, it's been kind of beating me down where I'm just like, do I, like, do I go looking for stuff? So I apologize to people listening and following the Facebook page. Um, it's been, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I think I'm good for a second, but you know, we, we normally do post uh, fun things there. You can check us out there. You can email us directly at strange highways podcast at gmon.com uh, with your thoughts and feelings. You can also direct message us on Facebook. Um, we've had a lot of people do that. And with your suggestions, uh, with your criticisms, um, with you saying that maybe we attack the goblin community uh, inappropriately, you can let us know. You can blame Terry. Back off, Bill. (laughs) Back off. (laughs) Um, Wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us would be greatly appreciated. And if you've enjoyed all this, uh, please share. Uh, like and let people know. Again, I know we've been we've been detouring into creep show, and I I have enjoyed the conversation. I have enjoyed the journey. Don't, don't just don't please people. Like let's let's separate our frustrations. But we don't know we're frustrated till we get there. It isn't like we're coming up with a head full of steam of being like I'm going to hate this. I'm always hoping for the best, you know. So, and I hope you guys have been watching this with us. Because again, uh, Shutter is very approachable. Um, there's also a free trial, um, and it's spooky season, and they have a lot of cool shit on there. So go check that out. Uh, but yeah, like share share what we do, and then Terry, we have other ways people can find us. Instagram, check us out on there. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been able to update things in that, but we are on there. Please follow us on there. Like images from other things because it's not really our images, but you know we're having a lot of fun on there. Hopefully, you can join along with us. And like Paul says. You know, share the information, share like who, where you can find us and like maybe somebody will dig this. Maybe somebody likes the Twilight Zone or anthology uh, storylines and they want something else to listen to. It's winter is approaching and maybe people are not going to be able to get out so much and they're going to want to, you know, binge um, you know, podcasts or yeah, listen to our sure. sultry voices. Yeah. And again, uh, I, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the episode, but we, we will be getting back to the twilight zone, uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, and so we're going to do this and then we'll figure out what we're doing, uh, for November, and December. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I know at one point I spoiler, we're going to be covering the film, the devil's reign. That's going to be a lot of fun, which is on shutter. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, so you guys can go check out if you Esper- have shutter, an Esperanto film with Bill Shatner, uh, recently in space. Um, that I, 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 I didn't even realize that someone posted an image of him like up, like, like on the, like seeing the curvature of the earth and then put someone put the wing walker. There's been like a <laughs> like, ton of those. All that was pretty that. fun. That was pretty fun. You know, so he's just like, there, there's a thing out in the wing, you know, in space, you know? So, so yeah. Um, so yeah, please, please, please. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the conversation and enjoy spooky season, 
uh, please, please uh, share this and the more the merrier. So next week we're getting into season uh, three, episode five. So we're, we're um, two thirds of the way through guys. So uh, we have, we have an episode, this episode's called timeouts. And then also the things in Oakwood's past um, uh, that will, we'll, we'll release some, I, the timing of these episode drops are weird because they come out like the same day as the next episode comes out, but that's just kind of the way it works. So, but that's what we're covering next week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. Uh, keep things spooky and, um, watch demon night. That I guess it's my recommendation. Bring out your heads. Uh, so you like to shop, huh? You know, my ex-wife actually... No, we're not going to do that. Uh, how, how's your latte, Sarah? <laughs>